Good morning, everyone. Joining me on the line is Governor Mike Dunleavy and his running mate, Nancy Dahlstrom. Good morning, you two. Good morning. Good morning. I trust the groundbreaking went well yesterday, Governor. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I always say every day is a good day when you wake up and you get some things done and you, uh, you wake up the next day. It's always a good day. Uh, well, we're at the next day, so thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Since we're on the heels of the first full use of ranked choice voting, we wanted to know your thoughts on the process in action. Yes, you want to go first. Well, I think, you know, I think we're going to just have to wait and see how some things shake out. You know, it's, it's, it's the law right now and we're, we, we follow the law and, um, uh, we'll just have to see how it shakes out. Yeah. We're still in the middle of it guys. Um, you know, this has just started. And so I think we'll all be doing a, a post mortem or, you know, post game on how this thing went, what were the issues, what were the holes, et cetera. Um, you know, as we know, it was passed by the people of Alaska. I think it passed by 4,000 votes, roughly. So it, it was somewhat, it was somewhat a thin margin, but nonetheless, as Nancy said, it is um, it is the law. It's what we're operating under, and we'll we'll see. We'll see how it works out. We'll see if um, there's any holes that uh, need uh, needs to be discussed and dealt with. Tell us about the effort to educate voters about this system, I, Governor. I recall in an interview back in May you had with KTVF. You said your hope is that Alaskans understand how this system works. Uh, what, what's your progress on that regard? Well, again, that you know, the whole election, uh, whole election concept lies underneath the lieutenant governor in the division of elections, and so it's really not something that I deal with because it's not under my purview; it's under his. But nonetheless, um, I've seen ads on YouTube. I've seen ads on the internet. Um, I know that there's ads um, across the state, so. I believe there's been an effort. Whether some folks will think that's enough, I don't know. That's going to be another uh, 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 issue that uh, uh, the uh, administration will get feedback on. But I do know that there is a lot of advertising going on. Um, Hopefully it is educating people, and hopefully it's making a difference. Very good. We wanted to know your reaction to Peltola being elected congresswoman for Alaska. Well, she got the vote. And the system was followed. So, you know, let's see what happens in November, too, if, if the results from, from that vote sway people one way or another. You know, I want to add to the governor's comments about, you know, educating Alaskans. I, I've been here for 40 years, and I've received more pieces of information from Division of Elections um, in, in the mail and seen more things on online and on YouTube about the process and not only where people go to vote, you know, because redistricting has changed a lot of those voter locations and um, boundaries, but how the ranked choice system worked. So I, I think that there's a lot of education going on, and hopefully people are reading and listening to the information that's there. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much concur with that, but I would also say that on, on the uh, special election results, um, Mary Patola um, got the numbers under this election process, and so she is going to be serving the uh, serving out the term for Don Young. And you know, uh, th- th- there's a there's another election to be had. Pretty much the same people will be running, and um, it'll be in a ranked choice system again. And we'll see what the outcome of that is. But again, it's um, it, 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 this is a this is a system that's brand new. The uh, deaths and 
uh, of Don Young has, uh, when I say complicated things, meaning very quickly they're having a special election with a primary. Then in August there was the general for the special and a primary for the general, primary for the um, uh, regular election. So it is a lot of election. It's a lot of change um, all at once. And uh, again, we'll see how it goes. And we'll be, I think we'll have a, a pretty good discussion here sometime in the spring. Later. Now on the race you both are in, you got the most votes in the gubernatorial primary recently. What does that signal to you? Uh, we have a lot of support. Um, it, it signals that the people of Alaska approve of what we've been doing in the last two years. I think everything from managing the pandemic to putting billions of dollars into savings to um, trying to fix the ferry system by making sure there's an endowment system, changing, changing the schedule on the ferry system so that uh, 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 folks can uh, schedule better. Um, also, uh, I, I believe that... Um, you know, working in hard, working hard, and fighting for a PSD. I think people have appreciated. I've gotten a lot of feedback on all those items, and so I think, generally speaking, uh, you know, the, the majority of Alaskans, I think, think we're doing a pretty good job. Nancy, is there anything you'd like to add? I think you did a great job on. Okay, and we're anticipating many new faces in the legislature after this election. What observations can you share on the possible makeup of the 33rd legislature? That story's uh, yet to be written um, as to who goes down, because, again, we've got uh, elections coming up, and um, it's difficult to say. The people of Alaska, you know, we're, we're a unique crew up here. Uh, I think we take our elections seriously, and we, we, certainly, um, we certainly take our voting seriously. So I don't know who's going to end up going down there. And regardless of who goes down there, we're going, to, uh, we're going to do the best we can to work with everybody to move Alaska forward. So, again, um, we don't know. And we may not know the day after the election. It may take some time to actually figure out who actually is going to be uh, certified, what, what race is going to be certified, and who's going to go down to Juno. So we just have to be prepared to work with anybody and everybody, which, um, which we always have. Also on the ballot put to voters will be the Constitutional Convention Pro and anti groups have formed this year. What are you hearing from Alaskans in that regard? Um, you, you, you hear two things. You hear one is um, there would be a big mistake to open up the Constitution. You never know what's going to happen. And then you hear the other side, which says, hey, look, this, this entire system, 246 years in this country, was set upon the, the foundation of a Constitution. And in Alaska, the uh, framers of our Constitution allowed for a, re a review every 10 years. Uh, a review could happen any time by the legislature as well. There are constitutional amendments that also could be passed by the legislature and sent to the people. So I think if you read our Constitution, the framers were, uh, were, were felt, felt, um, felt it was very important to have the people of Alaska periodically dipstick or check the Constitution to see if there was anything or any of the sections of the Constitution that they wish to change. And so that will be on the ballot in November. And if people decide that they want to uh, vote yes on that, then a whole system will be set up to uh, elect uh, delegates to a Constitution, a, con a Constitutional Convention, get the Constitutional Convention set up. Um, but I would just say this, that the idea of scaring people into not looking at their constitution or being afraid of each other that the people of Alaska 
would be able to manage such an endeavor, I think is um, unfortunate. The country is run by the people, we the people. It's not run by an oligarchy or an aristocracy. And so I don't share this same fear that if there is, a, uh, if there is an affirmative vote on the Constitution that all hell will break loose. Um, I actually have a lot of faith in the people of Alaska, so we'll see what happens. And one of the pro-groups had said that their driving force is putting the PFD into the Constitution. I had wanted to know what you thought. Um, well, well, obviously, certainly I think the, the PFD is a, a, a very important uh, program for the state of Alaska. It's been around for decades. It impacts every Alaskan. That discussion will be an interesting discussion, to be perfectly honest with you. We'll see where that will go. Um, you're going to, um, you know, you got to remember that voting yes on a constitutional convention doesn't mean that automatically the PFDs in the Constitution, a whole system for a convention has to be set up that in some ways would mirror what the legislature does. If you imagine for a moment the legislature deals with statutes, the convention would deal with constitutional sections. So you would have a, you know, you would have delegates elected, a place would be set up for the delegates to meet. You would have committees and possibly subcommittees set up, just like they do in the legislature. So you would have a chair, let's say, of the uh, finance committee. And in the finance committee, the concept of a PFD would come up. You might also have uh, in a resource committee the concept of a PFD come up to come up because it's based upon the, um, the royalty payments and the investments thereof. So, And then once those committees decide if they want to hear something on the PFD, and let's say they do, and then let's say there's a robust discussion and then an affirmative vote to move a change status of the PFD out of the uh, committees, it then has to go to the floor. And then on the floor of the Constitutional Convention, it would be debated and then voted on. And then let's say there's a change that was passed by the convention delegates in mass in the General, uh, General Assembly. Then any and all changes to the Constitution, any and all changes to these sections would then have to go to the people. So you can see there's a lot of checks and balances, a lot of work that would have to go into this. And so for those, once again, that think it's just if you vote yes, uh, the world's going to end, it's really not the case. And it's unfortunate that um, that, um, that uh, fear is being instilled by some. Moving on, but staying on the PFD, that check is coming soon for Alaskans. What do you have to say about the $3,200 figure? It's closer to $33, but um, we're not going to quibble over that. Mm -hmm. I think, from what I've heard from the vast majority of Alaskans, is it couldn't come at a better time with inflation, with food prices, with all the supply chain issues. Um, family of five, is, uh, you're looking at $16,000 to be able to take care of your fuel needs repair a car, buy food. So, again, this is a result of um, foresight by uh, legislators and governors a long time ago, and uh, it's unique, I think, amongst all the states, and it's uh, paying, no pun intended, paying dividends. And um, from what I hear, the people of Alaska are looking forward to it because they're going to put it to good use. Very good. Nancy, is there anything you'd like to add before we go to a break? Well, I'll just say I've heard the same thing from Alaskans. People are, are looking forward to being able to use it, whether it's for fuel or educational opportunities. I've heard about remodeling projects in homes and vehicles repaired, all kinds of things that people um, need, and they're excited for it to come. 
Well, very good. We'll be back with the governor and Nancy after the break. Stay tuned. And we're back with Governor Mike Dunleavy and his running mate, Nancy Dahlstrom. Governor, would you say Alaskans are better off today than four years ago? Oh, without a doubt. Much better across the board. Uh, I don't know where to start, but I'll start. Uh, we just put uh, uh, a tremendous amount of money in savings. We've paid off our oil tax credits. we reduced our debt. Our crime is down 30%. We've processed all the rape kits that were not being processed over the years. We now collect DNA with those that are um, arrested uh, and detained by uh, public safety. We've increased our police presence. We've increased our VPSOs. We've increased our prosecuting attorneys. That's just, uh, that's just in public safety. We've passed laws to protect women and, ch- excuse me, uh, children and, uh, well, women and children. That's just public safety. The PFD is the highest in history. Uh, a, a constant fighting uh, uh, for, on behalf of the people of Alaska for that. Um, the permanent fund gained billions of dollars under our tenure. Pension obligations have never been better under our administration. Um, we passed the reading bill, even though some of the legislature didn't think we needed a reading bill, when in fact, if you look at our, at our performance or statistics, we do. Um, the list goes on and on and on. We, we, uh, uh, there was an announcement that uh, billions of dollars will be invested in the slope in Pika. Uh, Willow, another oil play, is probably going to happen, which will put 200,000 uh, 200, plus barrels of oil in the pipeline. The research on heavy oil is going really well, and once, the, uh, once they conclude that research, the chances of us getting billions of more barrels of oil in the pipeline is tremendous. We've never been closer to a gas pipeline. This gas pipeline project has all its federal permits. The one under Walker did not. This gas pipeline has $26.3 billion in loan guarantees from the federal government. The one under Walker did not. Um, uh, no matter where you turn, we are in better shape today than we were four years ago. SB 91 was repealed. Four years ago, you had to think about where you're going to park your car. The, 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 the fastest growing business in the state of Alaska was uh, security cameras and, and uh, security your house. Much better across the board. Uh, let's take up uh, resource development first, since you've expressed frustration with the federal administration on resource development in Alaska. I wanted to ask, what would be the ideal conditions, in your view, to facilitate development in the state? So the irony that Alaska was admitted to the union as a state because we agreed with the federal government in the Statehood Act that we would collectivize all of our resources under the government in order to develop those resources to pay for government. Back then, the population was small, and there were a number of folks that didn't think Alaska could make it on its own without going through that process of collectivizing its resources. So in essence, Alaska is probably the only state that is under a compelling act, the Statehood Act, to, to really develop its resources. The irony is the federal government is fighting that now. We probably are sanctioned, and I'm not making this up, we're probably sanctioned more as a state than places like Venezuela or Saudi Arabia are. 
We had the president go to Saudi Arabia and ask for more oil. We have all the oil you need in the United States and including in Alaska. So under the ideal conditions, now with oil and gas prices going through the roof and food prices going through the roof and fertilizer prices going through the roof, we should be producing nonstop here in the state of Alaska. And I'll say this, this is very important. People don't want to talk about this. If you truly are an environmentalist, you want to produce in Alaska. Why? Because we take care of the environment better than anywhere else. If you produce overseas, the, the environmental regulations are worse. The standards are worse. The child labor laws are worse. The social justice issues are worse. Do you really care about people? If you really care about this country and this state, you do it here. And on the same note regarding mining, there's a lot of interest in EV vehicles. And we have opportunities in southeast and there's opportunities up north. What could be done in mining? Um, again, I think, the, as you mentioned, I think the, uh, the initiative behind the new green economy, which, by the way, our view is we're an all-in state and an all-in administration, meaning we held in May the 1st, and it was actually an amazing sustainable energy conference in which we had speakers such as uh, former Secretary of State Pompeo, John Bell Edwards, Governor of, uh, Governor of Louisiana, Tony Siba, who is a world-renowned uh, uh, futurist. Uh, and a whole host of folks in different uh, disciplines on renewables, on nukes. Um, and so we, um, Alaska is going to have to be key, a central point, a central figure in the whole transition because of our rare earths and critical minerals. We have the largest graphite find in the United States uh, up north of Nome. We have incredible amounts of copper, incredible amounts of lead, everything that's needed to ensure that we have electric vehicles and that we do electrify this country. And so Alaska is really is, is, is going to be a huge player as we move forward uh, across the board because of our resources as well as our strategic location. Now, on another note, food independence. With the recent signing of HB 298 and 347, how much closer does that bring us to food sovereignty in the state? It's uh, definitely a step in the right direction, and it's something that we can't fall asleep on the wheel on. Um, when I was notified during the pandemic that there was a possibility that the Port of Seattle would close, that was an eye-opener, not just for myself, but my entire administration. We import over 90% of our food. That's got to stop. It puts us in a precarious situation. We have more, probably more farmland in, in Alaska, potential farmland, than anywhere in the United States. What we also have is tremendous amounts of fresh water. I know sometimes we complain about that. But the fact of the matter is the Western half of the United States would love to have our problem of fresh water. So we, um, we have all the ingredients to, for, for a robust agricultural sector, and we're going to do everything we can to stand it up and support it. So we're moving in the right direction. You're going to see, I think, more Alaska grown here over the next couple of years. There are folks talking about adding cold storage uh, to uh, Anchorage and possibly other cities so that we can carry over our, our vegetables, our potatoes, our carrots, et cetera, so that we can produce more fish and sell it here in the state. So you're starting to see, I think, a real movement across the board uh, on, on food grown here in Alaska, consumed here in Alaska, processed, transported here in Alaska, as well as uh, different types of energy, as we mentioned, solar, wind, potentially nuke and others, to help uh, drive the electricity for, um, for these new farms. And we also cut the ribbon 
up in Indiana on a 140,000-acre agricultural project that has some of the best soils in Alaska. So we're incredibly optimistic, and you're going to hear a lot on the food side here over the next few years. Governor, update us on the efforts to bring high-speed broadband to rural Alaska. Yeah, that's a good question. So as you know, uh, bills are passed in Congress that allotted upwards of $2 billion in various ways to the, to the state of Alaska for the purpose of broadband and wiring the state, which is going to be absolutely transformational. We, uh, we signed a bill that will stand up an office of broadband. That bill was passed. We're in the process of standing that office up, which will be able to coordinate amongst all the stakeholders and those interested in wiring Alaska so that we make sure that we don't uh, waste time, we don't waste resources, that we do it the right way. So we're, that's another one that we're moving on here pretty rapidly. And um, it's our hope that within a few short years, much of Alaska will be wired and, and folks in some of the most remote parts of Alaska will have pretty much the same Internet speed and capability as somebody in Anchorage. And so that will be transformational in terms of folks being able to do business, set up businesses, uh, you, you could potentially have uh, workers for the state of Alaska living in various parts of the state, being able to do real-time business. It, it's going to be transformational for the medical community and telehealth. Um, it's going to be transformational for our education system in rural Alaska. So, so it, it, we got some incredible opportunities here that we're capitalizing on that uh, is really going to be a, a good deal for Alaska over the next few years. Governor, we're coming to the end of the program, but I wanted to ask either if you or Nancy would have anything to add. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I, you know, I, I want to kind of piggyback on what the governor said about public safety. We are very much so much safer than we were before. As the former commissioner of corrections, when I went into that responsibility, I will tell you that we had corrections officers and probation officers that were demoralized because the inmates had more rights than they did. We didn't take care of the victims as well as we were taking care of the inmates. And that is something that Governor Dunleavy, when he realized, you know, and, and myself, we were, realized how lopsided that was. We immediately went to work on, on repairing. We changed a lot of the policies. Uh, we uh, make sure that we take care of victims and we uh, sympathize and don't like at all what they've been through. Um, we also keep people in the prisons for their sentences that you know that, that they've been given. We don't we don't let people out because um, you know we're we just decide to willy nilly. We are a much safer state as a woman, as a parent, as just a citizen in this state. I am so grateful for that. We are much better off today than we were four years ago across the board in every category. Mm. Very good. Well, thank you both for joining us this morning. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. You too. And that's the program. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a great Labor Day weekend, and I'll see you next week.